bonus episode why I am running for Oxford Student Union President. Hello everyone and welcome or welcome back to our simple English podcast. My name is Ruben and this podcast is the podcast which helps you to learn English by listening to authentic English content, real English, but in a slightly more slow and simple way, um, where I sometimes explain expressions and vocabulary that you might not be familiar with, that you might not know. This episode, however, is a bit different. This episode is a bit special um, because I will not be talking about the things that I normally talk about. Well, I talk about lots of different topics anyway, but this episode um, serves a different purpose. It is not only to help you learn English, but to spread awareness of something that I am doing, a campaign that I am uh, leading. Um, and I wanted to make this episode to share with you guys something that is happening in my life uh, and why I am doing it. And that is, um, well, I will explain more in detail in a moment, um, but my university has a um, organisation, a body known as the Student Union, or the SU, um, which is a political body which helps to make decisions within the university. And I am going to be running for the role of president. This means I'm going to try and become the new president. Okay, so as cliche as it sounds, the main reason that I want to put myself forward for president of the SU is I want to give something back to this university. Um, to be perfectly honest, Oxford has completely changed my life um, from where I was a few years ago to where I am now um, for personal reasons, but also academic reasons um, and social reasons in terms of um, the people I've met here. Um, Oxford has really, really opened a lot of doors to me and um, I feel as student union president, it would be the best way to give back and to give back in a way that ultimately, and this is coming on to my, my kind of my campaign and what I aim to do, but ultimately in a way that allows other people who may not have been able to benefit from such opportunities to benefit from them in a similar way that I have. Um, like I say, that sounds very, very cliche. I'm really not saying anything particularly profound or um, kind of mm, groundbreaking here. Um, but I, yeah, I'm really, really grateful for the opportunity to come to Oxford to study. Um, the quality of the education is obviously fantastic, but the quality of being here is an experience and the confidence that I have gained and the connections that I have gained and the friends and the sense of possibilities that I have now is really fantastic. 
Um, not all is positive, don't get me wrong. I'm definitely not saying that. There are a lot of very, very toxic sides to Oxford, um, some of which have definitely affected me quite negatively. Um, but I want to address some of those, um, if possible, as student union president. Um, so my main motivation is a desire to give back um, in that way. Now, when I say give back, I am under no illusion. Um, I am naive, but I'm not that naive um, as to how big an impact one president can have in one year. Um, I think the student union um, gets a bad reputation a lot of the time, and I can see why, but I think actually it does a very, very good job when you consider that when you consider the position of the university a hundred years ago versus now, huge, huge positive changes have been made. And it's Oxford has been has gone from being an extremely conservative place, um, both politically and in the broader sense of the word, um, to being a place which is actually very mm, I don't want to say very, but it is it is progressive, even relative to other unis in the UK. Um, Oxford is progressive and of course that isn't all thanks to the student union um, it's mostly due to the students themselves um, and of course JCRs and MCRs um, ultimately everything happens on a college level so the impact that the SU which kind of sits separate from all the colleges um, can have is going to be limited by that but I really really want to give back and at this point in my kind of university career i've missed the opportunity to become jcr prez um i'm on the committee for a few societies and things which has given me a taste of what it's like to be in a position of responsibility and i love that um and so this is an opportunity that i really don't want to miss um the next reason this kind of brings me on to is a very, very selfish reason, but one of the other reasons I want to uh, at least campaign to become uh, SU president is I really like the idea of campaigning. Um, it seems really, really exciting to me. It's a really, really unique experience, and I'm ultimately here to gain experience, all right, and study French and Greek linguistics, or hey. um, but I'm here to gain experience, and I never joined the Oxford Union. I partly regret that. I know the union has its own um, toxic culture. Um, if there are any non-Oxford people listening, there's quite a difference here between the student union and the Oxford union. Oxford union is um, it's not affiliated with the uni in the same way, but it's a separate kind of student-run organisation um, that runs talks and things like that. But it's similarly, it's based around kind of politics and you people campaign and people vote for people and you, you run for different positions. And all of that, although it gets a terrible rep, rep as well, um, there is something that appeals to me in that and looks really, really fun. Now, I never got involved in the union, partly because I don't agree with what a lot of the union stands for, fundamentally, the Oxford Union, that is. But partly, also, a large part was the price. Um, the membership, at least when I was in first year, was something like over £300, which I just could not justify. Um, and I've actually since, this is getting a little bit personal, but I've since been able to receive um, some funding from the university and, and that, that fits my situation a bit better. Um, 
and maybe I would be able to justify that money when I realise how important the union is for a lot of people's lives and what a good experience it can be. But it's now too late for me anyway. Um, at this rate, I've only got two terms left and then I'm go abroad and then my final year I'm going to probably actually have to crack down and do some work for my degree. So I think there's no point joining the Oxford Union. So this is my... The student union is going to be my uh, my avenue of experiencing this kind of pseudo-political world of um, campaigning and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be completely transparent about that. That is part of my reason. It's a very, very selfish reason. Um, but I really enjoy this and I really want to, to do it. And I, I sincerely think I can do a good job. Um, that sounds extremely arrogant, but I don't think anyone would put themselves forward for president or for any of the other roles if they didn't believe they were up to it. And I've grown up always being a very shy person, very introverted person, and Oxford has really, really helped me come out of my shell. And I want to, I think the kind of natural culmination of that is to use that confidence that I've been given um, in a position where it is needed, um, where you have to be a little bit, Mm, not that I'm spineless, but you you have to be confident. You have to not mind rejection, and you have to not mind being made fun of and ridiculed, um, which I certainly don't. And so, for that reason, I think I would be a good person to at least try to become president, at least to try and campaign. Um, I'm recording this before I've started my campaign, and so I have no idea how it's going to go, but I'm honestly really excited. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I should meet a lot of other great people along the way, and so I cannot wait. The next reason, well, the next part of this podcast, rather, is going to be talking a little bit about um, what I actually aim to do as president i.e. I'm going to elaborate a little bit on my manifesto. Um, so my little catchphrase is make Oxford smile. Um, the reason being that someone told me the other day, and it's actually one of the best compliments I've ever received, that I come across as a friendly person, which is really, really nice, because I am quite conscious that mm, as an adult male, I may come across as unfriendly and hard to approach and that's not what I want at all because I'm actually um I really love people um and my goal at least here at uni is to connect with other people and I think Oxford at least has the potential to become a place where people can connect and people really can um benefit from each other's presence and Essentially, the Oxford can be an environment that is friendly and allows and encourages um, mutual mm, mutual relationships that are mutually beneficial. And so my idea of make Oxford smile is essentially making Oxford a more friendly and inclusive place because there are a few major issues which, at least in my mind, prevent Oxford from being such such a place where where people can um, kind of benefit from each other's company and presence in, in such a way. 
Um, like I said, it has the potential to be, but it's not currently. It's making steps in that direction. And a lot of my, my manifesto is mm, actually very similar to previous candidates' manifestos. And the reason is we're all making steps in the right direction, I think. It, it takes time. Um, but ultimately, I'm talking about making Oxford more inclusive, more friendly and more inclusive, uh, more welcoming. Um, by that, I mean welcoming to specific groups with specific characteristics, which um, historically have not had a fair representation or have faced criticism or even worse, um, aggression even or microaggression while at university here or even just in the city of Oxford. And I mean, I'm from, I'm from a very small kind of rural town in the West Midlands where <laughs> I don't think I'd seen a black person until about the age of 10. And so Oxford's not the least diverse place in the world, but it's definitely not the most either. Um, and I talk about these characteristics. I'm referring specifically to um, to BAME, but also to LGBTQ plus communities, also to different religions. Um, that's actually something very important to me and something that I feel in our quite... Um, secular world often gets overlooked um and also very much at my heart is issues of class as well and there are certainly struggles even now faced by students belonging to those different communities and especially at the intersection of those communities um and ultimately i want to improve that um again this is nothing groundbreaking i think everyone would agree that the university as a whole and all the colleges are working to improve that at least that's what i hope um but i have a few ideas that will particularly help that um first of all uh, mandate freshers workshops um so workshops in freshers week across all colleges to ensure awareness of the struggles faced by students belonging to these groups what i mean is not to prescribe rules for how you must and must not treat students who belong to these groups um, I don't think that's helpful at all, but rather to create a an atmosphere of empathy um, and, like I say, an awareness of the struggles faced, because there are very real struggles faced um, by such students. I won't dwell on that too much longer, but a big, big thing um, for example is feeling represented, uh, feeling like you belong. Um, and especially for uh, in, in in the in the area of class, um, there is a big big problem, and this brings me on to the next point, which is there's a big problem with financial parity across colleges, or rather financial disparity across colleges. I know for people of lower socioeconomic groups, this really really causes a big problem. That if you go to St John's College, you can get your accommodation for nine hundred pounds a term. Whereas if you're at <clears throat> other colleges, it costs <laughs> a lot, lot more. And that's no fault of the JCR or the MCR or the governing body of the college. It's it's for historic reasons. Some colleges have massive endowments and others don't. Um, and of course, the people who left those endowments left it to a specific college. And they did so in good faith that it would go to that specific college and not to another college. 
but nonetheless, I'm going to absolutely try, and it's going to be a very, very key point of my presidency, if I if I were to become president, um, will be to really crack down on this issue and see what can be done to make life more financially... Mm, to, to increase financial parity across all colleges, um, specifically in terms of things like student grants, especially academic grants, travel grants. Um, I found out the other day some colleges even receive grants for after you graduate to help you find a job, something like that, for people like myself who are feeling incredibly, incredibly stressed by the notion of how I'm going to make my degree make money and how I'm going to overturn the immense student debt I'm in would be very very helpful I'm also talking about accommodation prices as well um, but yeah this is a really really big problem that I don't feel is talked about enough is we're ultimately in a environment where we can study something that we're passionate about and we've been given this opportunity to study it with the most amazing resources to study it the most amazing experts to study it with um, but for a lot of students I think enjoyment in this environment is completely ruined and I'm completely ruined by existential worries about how we're going to make money doing that whereas I know a lot of other students of higher classes for example are completely happy um, and very used to um, not happy in general but um, are happy with the concept that I'm about to explain and um, are very used to making and discussing art for art's sake without having to worry about necessarily the the finality being how is this going to put food on my plate or my family's plate um and of course that's you know sounds idyllic but the fact that there is so much money in this university and it's just not quite shared around equally i feel like a considerable difference could be made um, it won't get rid of those worries, absolutely, but it will just help to ease a lot of it and to stop people feeling disgruntled when some colleges are considerably more expensive than others. Um, so, yeah. Another thing is I want to um, make Oxford smile in terms of make it fun. And I mean, it has a funny reputation of being a place where it's all work and no play. That's absolutely not true. Um, I've had more fun in Oxford than I have almost anywhere else. Um, there are fantastic, you know, opportunities here for socialising. A lot of which is through college entertainment ENTS um, budgets and organisations. It's fantastic that it exists and a real privilege. Um, but I think it should be, and this is only a small change, but to, to make Oxford very welcoming really to all, I think more of the budget should be directed away from drinking events and events which revolve around alcohol to non-drinking activities. Um, I know a lot of students often end up feeling left out because they're not into going out, they're not into drinking culture, and that's absolutely fine. And I feel like it can be one of the things that is most scary and intimidating about coming to study here is this social pressure. Um, now, when I say pressure, I don't mean no one's going to force a bottle of <laughs> vodka down you and be pressure you to drink, but it's just the balance of what entertainment and what having fun tends to 
Mm, it, it, having fun tends to have connotations of drinking for a lot of people. And so I just want to, um, a part of my manifesto would be to ensure a mandatory partition of uh, ENTS budgets for every single college um, that be directed towards non-drinking activities so that these individuals and even individuals who do drink can actually explore other ways of having fun which don't revolve around alcohol because it's also more healthy and more... Um, it, it will contribute better to a better work-life balance and better studies. Um, so yeah, um, that kind of leads me on to the next point which is about mental and physical well-being in general. Um, to make Oxford smile, we absolutely need student well-being. It's a stressful place to be and there are you know, scientifically proven methods to de-stress. Um, a lot of these are kind of mental health care, whether that be um, counselling, um, which uh, is already provided university-wide, but I want to ensure that the very high-quality uh, levels of healthcare available at some colleges are, again, available to all students. Um, and the other thing is sport. Um, Oxford's a great place for sport, but... For some, more than others, it's more expensive. I'm very lucky. My college actually gives us free access to Ifley Road Gym. But I know other colleges have access to squash courts, to various other things. And this would be amazing. Um, and so I think... Mm, I think a lot of students would benefit from this. A, a bit of a, It would help with a bit of a better work-life balance rather than, um, again, directing them away from activities that involve drinking, for example... After a hard day of studying, um, actually a better way to relax and rewind would be to do some sport and feel the dopamine and adrenaline release from this. And that could definitely be enabled um, with better access to sports facilities for all students, for all colleges that are equal, but also simply better advertising of this. Um, and so if I was president, that's something I would do. A huge, huge point related to mental and physical well-being is a reading week. Um, it's been shown, there have been studies um, done into Oxford students and other students uh, more generally, that um, after the first four weeks of term, a massive way to get rid of week five blues and to help people to de-stress would be to have a reading week, um, i.e. a week where they can catch up on reading. Um, because there are so many things to do here and so many amazing opportunities to take advantage of. But we end up spending a lot of time in the library simply reading, which is makes sense. We need to read for our, our degree and, and it's you know the libraries are a um amazing provision as well. But it just seems very cruel that there are so many fantastic opportunities and things to do and so little time. It'd be very nice to have time simply dedicated to reading now of course this would be expensive to have an extra week um in the term you would potentially have to pay for professors for this you'd pay for accommodation you'd pay for all sorts of things that allow the university to run but i really think it would be worth it and it wouldn't be that expensive it wouldn't be as expensive as adding an extra week of term for example because there'd be no lessons in this reading week it's simply a week a week of holiday, essentially, um, that would allow students to catch up on reading. It would also allow better focus for academia because, let's face it, a lot of students with problem sheets or essays um, end up having to rush them and not being able to dedicate their full time. 
to them. Um, and a massive thing it would do as well is sleep. Um, read the book Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker if you're not convinced. But sleep is the most important thing for mental and physical health, for mood, for body composition, for um, having meaningful relationships, for literally anything. Sleep um, is the most amazing thing. And the problem with Oxford is everything seems to happen either really early in the morning with 9am lectures or, well, that's not really the problem. The problem is everything seems to happen really late at night. Um, oh, you're invited to a house party? Yeah, it begins at 10 o'clock, um, which if you're trying to aim for nine hours of sleep each night, good luck, um, especially with stress and other things as well. Sleep is hard and a week that would allow students to catch up on sleep, I think would be invaluable for mental and physical health. I've talked a lot and this is becoming very, very long, so I'm going to quickly go over the next few. Um, not to say that these are less important, but they are often things which um, are already in the process of being worked on, and I am simply um, proposing that we continue. One of these is decarbonisation. Uh, JCRs and MCRs are already um, making big efforts to this, but I just want to even out and make it all uh, very, very transparent that we are um, a green uni, and I would like to... Um, kind of put in place a net neutral carbon net neutrality plan by 2030, um, uni-wide, so for all colleges. Um, and also work with the career services to promote ecologically sustainable job opportunities because the career service is fantastic. A lot of people use it to find jobs. Um, but what it won't always show you is some companies, some startups and things are very, very good ecologically. Other companies really aren't. Um, and I think if we could incentivize uh, the companies to become ecologically sustainable through that, that would be great. Um, next is a more transparent student union. Um, essentially, I think publishing of a transparent financial statement would be very, very good. Um, an idea I got actually from uh, a previous president, I think, um, but I've never seen that statement, so I would love to um, for that to, if it exists, to become more uh, better communicated with students, i.e. through email. Um, and better communication with JCRs and MCRs in general since Oxford functions on a college level. Uh, but yeah, showing how what the student union is doing and how student union funds, i.e. your funds, if you're an Oxford student, are, are spent. Um, and I put as a city for everyone, Oxford is not just a university. We're not Cambridge. It is actually a city as well. And the city has lots of other problems. It has lots of fantastic things as well, but a huge one is the homelessness crisis. Um, it's incredibly cruel how some incredibly affluent people are here in Oxford next to some people in virtually absolute poverty. And, um, well, yeah, absolute poverty a lot of the time. And so I want to lobby for greater university action specifically. Um, the university being a huge source of funds uh, in tackling the homeless crisis. And this will definitely lead to a smiling Oxford, a more friendly Oxford, a more inclusive Oxford. Um, uh, the rest of my manifesto is just about me. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably know a bit about me already, but um, I'm an outreach ambassador um, for the uni, um, as well as for my college and faculty previously. So I've done various uh, outreach events, and I really, really 
and big on access to um, underrepresented areas and to underrepresented groups of people. Um, so I have a lot of experience doing that um, since since Michaelmas last year. Um, I'm also sub faculty representative. So I represent the modern Greeks of faculty way. Um, but this means I represent voices of students and I have experience doing that. And it's something, again, that I really, really enjoy um, putting other people's views forward and arguing them. Um, I'm the treasurer for the Oxford 93% Club. So I have some experience managing funds, um, expenditure, etc., which is cool. Um, I'm involved in a few different sports here. Um, I've done, for example, college uh, college football. I'm the worst player on the Peters Twos team. Um, college gymnastics. Okay, I'm the worst, the worst player on uh, the whole gymnastics team. The worst gymnast on the whole of Oxford gymnastics. Um, powerlifting as well. Okay, that I'm not so bad at. Although I bench more than I squat, which is embarrassing, if you like. Um, but anyway, um, point is I. I'm interested in sport, and I think um, quite often sport is something that is overlooked in these political roles, um, but I really believe in the value of sport to a kind of holistic view of success and well-being of undergrad and postgrad students. Um, I've also been involved in something called the telethon, so that's where you ring up ex-students and basically ask them for money. Um, I've raised a lot of money, over 100 grand for St. Pete's College, talking to alumni, um, basically because I really believe in the cause, which is we're trying to raise money um, for outreach projects. Pete is, as a college is really, really good on outreach, and that's what I tend to talk to the alumni about, and they seem to react very, very well to that. I'm very, very passionate about diversifying Oxford, specifically socioeconomically. Um, I'm therefore also socioeconomic rep for St. Peter's JCR and also class act college rep. Um, uh, that means I've been in EDI meetings and things like that. So I'm aware of a lot of the different issues related to also intersections between other um, protected characteristics. Um, I'm also involved in some other societies, so I've been on the French SALT committee as head of gastronomy, I'm currently um, secretary, uh, secretary of the Hispanic Society, um, which is cool, so I'm used to kind of dealing with emails and taking meeting minutes and stuff like that, um, and I'm the social media officer for the Italian Society. The reason, um, if you've never heard of um, me or if you don't know anything about me, I'm really, really into languages, I'm not Hispanic or Italian. Um, pero hablo el español, hablo anche italiano. Um, I love speaking those languages, and that was the reason I started getting involved in their events in my first year. But I joined the committees because I think being involved and having a role of responsibility um, gave me such a feeling of just it's so so rewarding, and seeing the smiles of other people when I when I work for them. Um, and so yeah, um, it's cool as well because I get to meet a lot of postgrads as well as undergrads in an environment that definitely fo fosters um, cross-cultural understanding um, so yeah thank you so much for listening that's basically this um, I'm going to stop talking now before it gets any longer if you've listened to this point, thank you so much please vote for me uh, and together we can make Oxford smile